On the second Sunday of Lent, we always get a gospel that talks about the transfiguration of Jesus. This moment where he takes Peter, James, and John up the mountain, and he is changed, transfigured somehow, that they describe it as like uh, shining like the sun, and then a, a bright cloud came. There's something about it, though, that whatever it is, it's, it's, it would be hard to describe. You would have had to have been there. But the sense of what they got was that they knew at that moment that Jesus, without a doubt, is God. He is the Messiah. He is the one we've looked for. Jesus gave them this, this glimpse of his glory, majesty, whatever word we want to use, so that they could have certainty about who he was. Unless the transfiguration and the vision were not enough, we also hear the voice of the Father making explicit what all the signs were pointing to, saying, this is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Could not be more clear. I think it's beautiful that Jesus did this on top of a mountain. Mountains are, are places that we, we go to to find clarity. You can see from top of a mountain. You know, when we're down in a valley, things can seem really confusing and dark because all we can see is like what's right next to us. But when you're on a mountain, you can see clearly what is true. This mountain that Jesus took Peter, James, and John up, uh, I was just in the Holy Land, and it's, it's a rather substantial mountain, hill, uh, in the area of Galilee, Mount Tabor, as it's called today. And this mountain is just kind of off by itself. It's not like one peak is part of a range. It, uh, it rises from a valley and is a, a mountain. And the thing that gets me is that there would have been no reason, especially for Jesus to go up that mountain, uh, when it says he took Peter, James, and John and his brother and led him up a mountain. I, I, I got to think they were wondering, what are we doing, Jesus? I mean, this is a big mountain. It's so big today that to go up, you have to leave your bus at the bottom and take special Mercedes taxi cabs to get up to the top because they've got the engines powerful enough to do it because it's a big mountain. Imagine these three and Jesus hiking up to the top. There had to be something pretty special that Jesus wanted to do to go all that trouble just to go up to the mountain. I would be thinking, Jesus, there's nothing up there. I mean, whatever you're going to tell us, couldn't we? Can we do it down here? I mean, it's nice down here. Green grass. I brought my lunch. Let's just chill. But no, they go up the mountain. So it's obviously very important. Here's a, a connection that the church fathers always made, that this Mount of the Transfiguration, Mount Tabor, and the vision that happens, and the voice that's heard, it's all meant to prepare the apostles for the next mountain. And that mountain is Mount Calvary. You see, at the end of this gospel, Jesus tells them, don't tell the vision until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. Before they go up the mountain, he has told them, I'm going to be crucified, killed, died, and rise from the dead. He repeats it here, coming down the mountain. Don't forget about the rising from the dead thing. The reason he did Tabor was to prepare them for Calvary. So that when they would see Jesus in just a couple weeks, hanging, seemingly conquered and beaten on the cross, that they would not be so scandalized by the cross that they would lose faith, but rather on Mount Calvary, they would think back to Mount Tabor. 
that at least in their mind they would have, this, this can't be the end. This cross can't be what it looks like. It can't be that Jesus has been conquered because we saw him on Mount Tabor shining like the sun. We heard the voice of the Father. This is my beloved son. We were there. We know he's God. Whatever this cross is, it can't be the last word. Tabor being kind of a preparation, an inoculation, if you will, against the scandal of Calvary. Two, two mountains, different, different purposes. I, I like this idea of a mountain from my, my scouting background. Some of you know I'm the, the scout chaplain for the Archdiocese. I'm an Eagle Scout. I've been a scout for 33 years now. And in the, the summertime, I, I go now to uh, Philmont Scout Ranch in New Mexico for a month or so and serve as a chaplain. And Philmont in northern New Mexico is right where the, the plains meet the Rocky Mountains. So it's, it's, a, it's a high plain, so base camp is about 7,000 feet, and the highest peak is Mount Baldy. That's the big mountain there. It's 12,441 feet. And uh, the great goal of all the, the scouts is on the course of their, their 12-day backpacking trek, you want to, if you can, be able to go over top of Baldy. And uh, on my first time out to Philmont, I got, I got to do that. And that was the highlight I was looking forward to, to be on top of the highest mountain at Philmont. Being from Kansas, I didn't do a whole lot of mountain climbing on our, our weekend campouts here. Uh, we would go to a, a lake or something in a flat place. So going to the mountains was a big deal for me. And I remember we, we started off on our backpacking trek and um, all of a sudden we, we started climbing our first mountain. And you know, the altitude is, is a bit, so I think coming from Kansas and gaining like 7,000 feet of altitude was a big deal. So going up this mountain, it was called Heart Peak. And I remember just, we're in the middle of the forest and all I know is there are trees on both sides and the path is just going up. And then it goes and it switched back and we're just switching back and forth over and over. And I'm getting so tired and exhausted. I'm like, this must be over. And finally we get to the top of Heart Peak and we pop out from the tree line and we're on top. And then I get that, that beautiful mountaintop experience where I can look around and I'm like, oh man, it was worth it. This is awesome. And, and then I looked back where we had come from and I could see way down there our camp from the night before and where we had had breakfast just a, a hours previous. I'm like, wow, look how high we climbed. Look where we came from. And, and I could kind of see everything so I could see where we were and where we are. And then the, the ranger, the, the staff guide who was with us, he pointed off to the, the east, off in the distance, and said, look over there, there's Mount Baldy. And sure enough, I hadn't seen it because we're in the, the forest. And now that we were on top of the mountain, I could see all of Cross Philmont, and there was Mount Baldy off in the distance with its bald top because it's above the tree line, hence the name. And our ranger looked to us and he said, seven days, you'll be on top of that mountain. This mountain that you climbed now is nothing compared to that one. And I looked and I, I could see how far away it looked. And I'm like, wow, seven days. And I looked down from the mountain we're on and saw the, 
the forests in between, and there are more mountains in between us and that mountain. So we were going to go down and up many times, and I wondered if I could do it. And I didn't know what was in between us and Baldy, but I, I knew that seven days from now, that's where I wanted to be. And so six days later, I finally saw Baldy again. We popped out of the, the tree line in Copper Park, which is the camp at the base of Mount Baldy at about 9,000, 10,000 feet. And we, we camped there that night, knowing that the next day I would, I would get up and finally be on top of Mount Baldy. And it was a, an incredible climb up rocks and the trail disappears and you're just bouldering. But, but finally I was there, 12,441 feet, the highest peak at Philmont, and I loved it. I was tired. I was beat. I wonder how Peter, James, and John could do anything to listen to Jesus after they got up Mount Tabor, because I just wanted to sit down, but it was so beautiful. I could see everywhere. I could see all the way off, back towards the, the south country of Philmont, and then I looked back, and I could see Little Heart Peak way off where I was seven days earlier, and I'm like, that's hardly a mountain. That's like a little bump. You know, if you didn't tell me that was Heart Peak, I wouldn't even know. I'm like, wow, this is awesome. And like Peter, I just wanted to say, let's, let's just stay. After all, I spent a lot of effort getting up here. I just want to stay for a while because who knows if I'll ever be back here. So I understand Peter wanting to stay. But uh, as with all mountains, eventually you have to come down. But that, that moment that I did have on top of Baldy, it showed me a, a chance to see where I'd been. I could see Heart Peak and know that I, I'd made it. I'm on Mount Baldy. But then I also turned to the north and just off in the distance on the horizon, I could see what are known as the Spanish peaks in Southern Colorado. Higher mountains yet, snow all over the top of them, pointy and, and jagged in the Rockies. I didn't get to go climb those mountains, but I can't help but notice that when we get to the top of one mountain, not only do we have a clear view of, of where we're at, where you're going, there's always a higher mountain that you can look and see, the ultimate highest point where you're headed. I think all that comes into play in this gospel today and what Jesus is doing. Certainly, spiritually, theologically, he's, he's giving them a vision of where they're going on Mount Calvary. They can see where they've been. They've been all around Galilee, and there's the Sea of Galilee, and we've been there. And I think for us, though, we're meant to have this Sunday of Lent, this second Sunday, where we hear about the transfiguration. We're meant to have that same kind of experience. Jesus also wants to prepare us for what is coming. This, this Lent is all about heading towards Calvary. We know. We know better than the apostles because we know the whole story. We know what Jesus means when he says, wait until I'm raised from the dead. We know, sure, sure, yeah, he goes crucified, but don't worry because he's raised from the dead. We get that. But there are so many times when even for us, I think that story is hard to see or hard to believe. When we are in the valley, I think it's easy for us to lose sight of the fact that, yes, there is death and resurrection. We, too, need a surety of the transfiguration of God. And, and Jesus probably isn't going to appear to us in glory here today, but he does give us our own little mountaintop experiences. Times where maybe it's like Heart Peak, where it's, it's not the highest mountain, but we're on a mountain, and we can, we can get some sense of where we've been. All right, 
I've been through some hard times. It was a, a hard climb to get on top of this mountain and I didn't know when it would stop, but okay, I'm, I'm here, I'm on top and I can see better and I see, wow, look what I've been through. Look what I came through and here I am. I can keep going and then we can look off in the distance and say, okay, but I, I can't stay here. Baldy, the, ne the next mountain is way over there and I, I gotta go down and through who knows what to get there. But you know, on top of Baldy, looking back at Heart Peak, I didn't have to wonder anymore, could I get through that stuff in between? Because I had done it. And I could look and say, there's where we went. You know, there's where we had to, to take that other trail because the other one was washed out. There's where we crossed the stream. There's all the things I went through to get here. And I made it. And then for all of us, as we get that clearer vision of, of where we've been, as we, we want to enjoy the mountain, we also have to know that no matter how high we get in this life, it's, it's not the highest mountain. We look off, we see another mountain in the distance, the mountain of God, on which we are meant to dwell forever. And that mountain is not here, that's heaven. We are always called to that higher mountain to be with God. So as much as we wanna stay here, as much as it's good to be on top of the mountain, we're only at the second Sunday of Lent. Okay, we, we've got two fish fries under our belt, so we're, we're doing good, but it, it's time to keep going, okay? We've, we've come a little ways, we're up that little heart peak, but Baldi awaits us at, at Easter, and as we journey towards Easter, let us, wherever we're at, not lose sight of the ultimate mountain to which we're called, God's holy mountain in heaven. And when we get there, then we can finally do what good scouts like to do and what Peter wanted to do. When we get to God's holy mountain in heaven, then we're done climbing. Then we can set up camp. Then we can stay and rest. Let's keep going onto that final holy mountain.